What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB, E-T-H-O-S FantasyBB. We post all of our new podcasts, articles, all our news and notes, polls, and every bit of baseball content over there, so make sure you're following us. And if you're not over on Twitter or X, then you guys can go to sportsethos.com for all that same content. We got football ramping up. They're putting content into our fantasy pass every single day over there. Basketball also just around the corner. So make sure you guys are over there at sportsethos.com. Now, today we are going to be doing something that we did last week, but we're going to be doing this every week now until the end of the season. And we're going to be looking at hot players to consider picking up for your teams. I talked about this yesterday, how the only way you guys can really remain competitive down the stretch, and not just competitive, but like really at the top level of competitiveness, is to always be going through the waiver wire, always be seeing where you can uh, be making additions and subtractions to your team. There are always players trending in different directions. There are players that you might just lose track of on your roster that haven't really been performing very well that you can cut bait with. On the other side, there are players that are available in a lot of leagues that are just sitting out there providing value to absolutely nobody on the waiver wire. So there are swaps to be made. There are idealized versions of lineups that you guys can be putting together. And I think that we need to go through some of these players that are sitting on way too many waiver wires that you guys can be adding. So we're going to go through some pitchers, some hitters, just a mix today. And we're going to start off with Brady Singer. He has been excellent now for a good while. If you look at the last month, he's nearly a top 25 player. 33 innings pitched to a 2.45 ERA and a .76 WHIP. Also, 35 Ks in that time. We're ta- we talked about him last week as well, uh, and since we last talked, so the last time I did this pickup show uh, was on August the 9th, right after he had kind of a lukewarm outing against Boston. His last time out was seven and a third with eight strikeouts uh, against Seattle, allowing two runs excellent outing it was a no decision for him and then that might be kind of a a common theme with Brady Singer that wins might be a little bit hard to come by pitching for Kansas City but the fact that he has just been so consistently good now for a month plus uh, even longer really if you go back to June 27th that's when this really uh, really kicked off with a shutout six inning performance against Cleveland since then we had one bad start uh, also against Cleveland funny funnily enough And then that one that was kind of just subpar against Boston. Other than that, he's been absolutely lights out. Like I said, nearly a top 25 player. He's only 60% rostered. I think he's available in a lot of leagues, especially 10-team leagues. You can go and pick him up. Now, he has a matchup against the Cubs coming up on Saturday, I believe. He is going to face them. Uh, It'll be the 19th. So, yeah, he'll face them on Saturday. Cubs don't really scare me that much from, from a matchup point of view. I know they've been... I mean, they've been better recently. They've been pretty good, but they're also not a team that truly is like a scary offense. They're pretty good. They're like probably 10th or 12th in terms of like where you'd rank offenses in terms of scariness in the league. And considering how hot Brady Singer has been, I think I'd be more inclined to start him there than to sit him. Now, it also depends on your format and your league type. Now, if it's a head-to-head league, you're heading into the weekend, you always have to, of course, know what your categories are looking like if you need a little boost in strikeouts, but ERA doesn't matter if your whip is good, but you need a win, whatever. There are a bunch of different combinations you can be looking at in specific leagues. Make sure you know what categories you need if you're just looking for a win. Maybe not the best place to look. The Cubs are a much better team overall than Kansas City. If you're just looking for some ratio reduction and a few strikeouts, then I would look to Brady Singer for that kind of thing. But like I said, wins might be a little bit tricky uh, pitching for Kansas City, who is 
absolutely just dreadful. They've won 39 games this year. They're awful. So you're not going to get a lot of wins, but I think you'll get pretty solid production across the board from Mr. Brady Singer. Let's talk about somebody else uh, that we did mention last week, but he's still very available and he's still not really being used uh, by a lot of people in their fantasy leagues. And I think it's because he's had a bad week here, Uh, but it's Mike Talkman. Mike Talkman still gets a lot of at-bats for those aforementioned Chicago Cubs at the top of the order. When he plays, he is the number one batter in the lineup. Now, yes, he's had a bad little stretch here. He's won for his last 13, and automatically people start dropping him, which I do, you know, I understand being prudent. You see somebody who is not a superstar-level type of player uh, start trending in the wrong direction. Some people want to get out in front of that and drop the player. I understand it. But at the same time, like I said, Chicago is not like a scary, scary offense. But like I said, they're probably in that like 12 range, 10 to 12 kind of range in terms of total offenses in the league. Mike Talkman at the top of that order has been very good for you. If you look at the last month, he's given you 37 runs in RBIs combined, four homers, two steals, batting 317. He bats, you know, he only plays against right-handed pitching pretty much but he's still giving you a lot of production in those daily changes leagues where it doesn't really matter so much if somebody's going to sit against a lefty once a week or twice a week. You have one or two bench pieces. You're checking your lineups every day. You're being prudent there, and it doesn't really matter so much if you have to replace him once or maybe even twice in a given week considering how pretty consistent he has been across all five categories. If you look at the season as a whole, 45 runs, 42 ribbies, seven homers, five steals, and a 272 batting average. I do like Mike Talkman, specifically if you're talking five outfielder leagues, but I think even if you're talking a 12-teamer, a three-outfielder kind of format, Mike Talkman can fit there in a daily change league. I really do like him. I see the, the roster percentage is trending in the wrong direction, but I really don't think that we should continue to see him dip more uh, below where he is right now, which is 36% rostered in Yahoo leagues. I would say keep up with Mike Talkman. Do not uh, just give up on him just yet. Max Kepler is the next guy that we're going to talk about. He's another dude who will sit against lefties a lot of the time, but it doesn't really matter, especially considering the way he's been swinging the bat. If you look at the last month, nearly a top 50 player, 21 runs scored, seven homers, and he's batting 300 in that time frame. He's up to 20 home runs on the season, Max Kepler, and only 310 at-bats. It's been very impressive recently. Only 19% rostered, getting at-bats right in the middle of that Twins lineup, usually batting second, third, fourth, uh, somewhere in that range. Occasionally, he bats like sixth, but usually you're looking at second, third, or fourth. You're getting good production, especially from the power stat uh, standpoint, home runs, RBIs, you're going to get runs. I don't know if the batting average is going to remain anywhere near this high. You're probably going to be looking at closer to 250, 260. But, you know, if he just maintains his heater, it's not that long left in the season. He could remain relatively hot and, you know, run the 270, 280 batting average going forward. You're going to get good power. I think overall, uh, Max Kepler also makes sense in those three outfielder leagues, specifically if you're talking like five outfielder leagues. But I also don't have a problem uh, even in slightly shallower formats, considering how hot he has been recently. All right, let's talk about kind of a weird one right now, uh, but he has been kind of hot, and that is Elvis Andrews. We saw it last year. Elvis Andrews down the stretch actually gave us a lot of production. Could we see the same thing again this year? I don't know if we're going to see it to the same extent, but remember last season he had 17 homers, 18 steals, 66 runs, 58 ribbies, and he ended off very hot. Now if you look at the last couple of weeks for Elvis Andrews, 16 for his last 44. He's got a homer, three steals, and 13 uh, RBIs at that point. You know, it's a 364 batting average. Now, he kind of fluctuates. He'll go to the top of the order. He'll go to the bottom of the order. But he's one of those players right now where I would consider riding the hot streak, especially considering the Cubs are going into Coors Field for a matchup against the Rockies. So you get the nice ballpark. You get uh, Elvis Andrews. 
in um, I, I, I had a great uh, matchup there. Excuse me, guys. I just got distracted by a pop-up there on the screen. Uh, Elvis Andrews going into Colorado, considering how hot he has been, it's a good matchup. Uh, I do think that he is somebody, at the very least, you can stream for the weekend series, and you probably get some decent counting stats out of it. I do like what he's doing. Not to say that he's going to replicate exactly what he did at the end of last season, but I wouldn't be shocked either to see him uh, you know, go on a little bit of a run, give you kind of a, just a nice little across-the-board uh, smattering of stats there. Not that it's going to be a ton of home runs, but I think he can drive in some uh, a decent number of RBIs, steal you a couple bases, and give you a pretty solid batting average as well. So take a look at Elvis Andrews, 10% rostered. I think that there is a little bit of value uh, to be had there. Let's talk about somebody that I was kind of in on before the season. The hype was pretty high for him coming into the year. It went down. It went back up a little bit, and it went down again, and now it's kind of back up. Uh, it has been a roller coaster for this guy. It's MJ Melendez. He was somebody that was uh, – he was dropped quite a bit earlier on in the season. Uh, he was somebody that was – you know, uh, we thought he was going to be amazing for a lot of different reasons, people in the fantasy community, but a lot of it comes down to the fact that he is a catcher-eligible guy who doesn't catch. That is always going to be a, a big boon to your team – when you are able to slot in a guy who has catcher eligibility, who's not actually catching. I'm not sure if he's, has he even, what's his, 10 times this year. I honestly had forgotten. It was only 10 times that he has been behind the plate. He was at first once, uh, but he's mostly been in right field. Now, he has 10 appearances behind the plate, so he'll maintain that eligibility uh, for next year, depending on what site you're on. If you're Yahoo, ESPNs of the world, he will. Uh, NFBC, he won't, but... Uh, getting off the point there, MJ Melendez over the last two weeks, 17 for 47, four home runs, seven uh, driven in, and a 362 batting average. Over the last month, he's batting 300 with five homers, 10 ribbies. You're not going to have a ton of counting stats, but the way he has been hot right now, you're looking for a little bit of power. He might chip in a couple of steals with decent batting average. I do like what he's given you, specifically if you are looking for a catcher. A lot of people are streaming catcher, especially in shallower formats. I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, if you're in a 15-team, two-catcher league, there's not really that many catchers you can be actively streaming in. But if you're in a 10- or 12-team, one-catcher league and you don't have one of those top-tier, you know, the Murphys of the Jonah Himes of the world, uh, those type of names, then you can be streaming in. And a guy like Melendez, you know, I'm looking at my home league right now. He's actually a free agent, 68% uh, rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Now, in my 10-teamer uh, home league, he is sitting on waiver wires. And you will find that in a lot of different cases that people have kind of moved on from him they're not really paying as much attention anymore now he has still you know gone up five percent over the last week so it's not to say that people aren't paying attention at all but I think uh as a whole MJ Melendez is still available in a lot of those shallower leagues and I would take a look at him uh for the time being he has looked very good now over the last month Ezekiel Tovar is the next guy we're going to talk about he's been up and down uh in terms of my rankings in terms of how I view him and in terms of a lot of uh, in terms of how a lot of people view him but he has run hot again recently over the last two weeks. He's batting 314, three homers and a couple of steals. And over the course of the season, he actually has a decent line now. He's put up 13 homers, seven stolen bases, and a 262 batting average. I can tell you he's going to be on a lot of my teams next year because I like that second year. I mean, he did have a few at-bats last season, but this is the rookie season for him. I like that second-year track of going into Coors Field again. Maybe a little bit more power. We'll see the batting average. I think there's potential for it to be a lot higher than the 262 where it sits at. 
And we have seen that at points this year where he's gotten hot and he's hot right now. Uh, you know, he's 16 for his last 51 and he's 10 for his last 29. So he is on a bit of a heater again. Like I mentioned earlier with the White Sox, I may have actually said to the Cubs at one point during when I was talking about Elvis Andrews there uh, mistakenly, but they are going to be in Colorado. Again, it's a home series this weekend. The way that Tovar has been swinging the bat, he's got a couple homers over the last week. I would be very inclined to take a shot on him for this weekend against some fairly subpar uh, pitchers there for the White Sox. They're really not going to be throwing. I'm just going to take a look and see who is lined up. Oh, they got Kopech tomorrow, and then they have Schultons, and then I'm not sure who they're going to throw. Oh, Dylan Cease uh, on Sunday. So there is definitely some blow-up potential with the pitchers that they're going to be throwing out there. I think Ezekiel Tovar makes a lot of sense as a streamer, regardless of your league size. He's somebody that I would definitely be taking a look at right now. Uh, he's only 38% rostered. I, I really think it should be a lot higher than that. But regardless, uh, go take a look at Tovar. Let's talk about uh, one more catcher here, and that's Mitch Garver. Now, with Jonah Heim back, uh, it's gonna be, they're going to be splitting the duties a little bit more. Heim's been back now for like a week or so. Um, but, you know, even as a DH kind of backup catcher role, Mitch Garver does have a lot of value, specifically from those power stats. Uh, if you're looking at the last month, He's batting 368, and over the course of the whole season for him, which granted is not a huge sample size, only 164 at-bats, he's batting 293. He's got eight homers and 31 RBIs. Again, he's the guy I really like in a daily change league. If you're able to just slot him in there when he is starting, that's obviously ideal for anybody, but specifically for a catcher who is going to sit once or twice, maybe three times in a week. You slot him in there in the middle of that great lineup. You'll get any at-bats that you can take in the middle of the Rangers lineup there. I know it's not what it was at the beginning of the season with Josh Young being out, Himes just coming back from his injury, but still, it's an excellent lineup. If you're able to get any at-bats in that lineup, even if it's three or four times a week, I'm going to take that in a lot of formats. He's 19% rostered right now. It's gone up 3% over the last week. Go take a look at Mitch Garver. He's another guy I really like uh, from a catcher standpoint in a lot of different leagues. I think he, he can have a hell of a lot of value. Now, one more player we're going to talk about, and he's somebody where I never really know how to feel about him over the course of a whole season, but Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian Hayes, over the last couple of weeks, he's 16 for his last 47. That's a 340 batting average and 10 for his last 28. Now he's got three homers over the last couple of weeks. He seems to be really heating up, and his roster percentage has jumped up from 43 to 52% rostered over on Yahoo. Free agent in a lot of leagues that I'm looking at here still. He's given you that bit of power, a little bit of speed. He can hit for a decent batting average. Overall, he's not my favorite pickup, but at third base, you're looking at a fairly weak position there. Maybe you're looking at yourself and saying that you've lost somebody recently. Maybe you're still dealing with you know Matt Chapman being out of your lineup, looking for somebody to replace him with. I think Brian Hayes makes a lot of sense uh, for a lot of people. Not that he is amazing or anything, but the way he's been producing recently uh, I think that you can ride the hot streak out. He does ride really hot and really cold streaks. If you're able to get in where it still doesn't look like it may be over this hot streak, uh, he's got a lot of multi-hit games over the last couple of weeks. Just ride it out until it ends. They're going into Minnesota this weekend. Again, Minnesota, let me just take a look at their pitchers that they're projected to throw this weekend. It really depends on where you are. Uh, so they got Lopez on Friday. That's not a great matchup because Lopez has just been amazing. And then Sonny Gray. And then on Sunday, they're throwing Dallas Keuchel. So, Gray and Keuchel, you can definitely get to a little bit more than Pablo Lopez. But either way, I think a Brian Hayes uh, makes for a decent streamer and somebody that you can ride out at least until this hot streak is over. But that's going to do it for me, guys. There are a lot of dudes who are producing on the waiver wire right now. Those are just some of my favorites that are popping out at the moment. Again, less so with Cabrian Hayes, but all those other guys we mentioned. 
very interested in picking them up. A guy like Brady Singer, he's still, you know, 40% of leagues he's available despite being one of the best starting pitchers in all of baseball over the last month. If you're looking, like, let me, let me just pull this up right here. There are only, actually, sorry, I'm looking at the last 14 days here. Let me go to the last 30 days real quick. So Brady Singer ranks 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. He's the ninth-ranked starting pitcher in fantasy over the last month. He needs to be picked up. You know, there are situations like that where I think people can kind of fall asleep at the wheel and not really realize when there's some value out there on the waiver wire. But there still is. That's how you win championships. I'm going to be saying that a lot over the next couple of weeks to try and remind you guys to stay focused, to still be setting your line with making pickups. And that's why we're going to talk about some of these pickups here once a week until the end of the season. But I really appreciate everybody tuning in. If you guys go subscribe to the pod, that would mean a lot. If you could leave a five-star rating and review, that would mean even more. Uh, go check out our work at Ethos Fantasy BB. You can go follow me at JoeOrico99 and go get all of our content in general at sportsethos.com. Guys, we'll wrap up the week tomorrow. We'll look at some news and notes, talk about some things that happened uh, in Thursday night's games and look at some other things around the baseball world as well. But until tomorrow, have a great night. Take care and cheers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.